1: Good evening, welcome to the Scottish Rugby Podcast. It is myself, John Anderson, in the hot seat tonight. Um, Hope uh, is the hope that kills you, they say. Uh, I think tonight's episode might be sponsored by that very phrase. But joining me on this epic journey of desperation, desolation and self-pity is Craig Manson. Welcome, Craig.
2: Good evening, how are we doing?
1: I mean, after the weekend, suitably scurnered, my friend. What's that in the back of my... Oh, right, moved that. Uh, <laughs> something in the back of my headset. Uh, away scunnered, but uh, let, let's see. Maybe this session, this group therapy session will cheer me up. Uh, we are also joined, of course, by Rory Baldwin. Rory, good evening. How are you?
0: Good evening. Um, not too bad, thanks
1: excellent we'll see if we can fix that and get you right. into a suitable state of uh, of emotional being an emotional wreck um yeah welcome welcome everybody who's joining us tonight welcome everybody who's joining us on the podcast if you're listening back to this if you are here for the first time congratulations you're part of the party now um if you like what you're, you're hearing and you want to give us a wee bit of support, you can head over to patreon.com slash Podcast, where you can, for £3 a month, sign up for exclusive content, including our Hands of the Ruck section, where we'll cut a wee bit loose because this first bit, if you've not been here before, it's it, it's family-friendly. Even despite Craig Manson's best attempts, um, it stays family-friendly. So after the, the paywall comes down, the, all, all bets are off, and we tend to uh, unleash a wee bit. So um, £3 a month, head over to patreon.com slash Scottish Rugby Podcast. And if you can, give us a wee bit of support. You also get access to our super secret uh, Facebook page, which has been uh, an absolute delight for the last few days. Uh, there's a few like-minded characters on there um, who will join you in your despair for Scottish Rugby. Um Tonight, I I don't really know where to start. I mean, we could be rogue here, Craig, and we could just not discuss any of it, right? And just be like, Do you know what, it didn't happen. It's all it's all a, a farce, really. And we could just talk about something else. I mean, there's plenty of sports in the world we could talk about, surely. And we've done it before.
2: I I thought about maybe thinking about watching handball, maybe netball. <laughs> um. There's always, uh, you know, uh, let me think, what else could, well, I do like a little bit of baseball, um, Rory I and my, I, yeah, yeah. Know, got
1: actually I was teaching my daughter how to do the set in volleyball earlier on with a rugby ball, so um, that's maybe, maybe, maybe volleyball's my place. Uh, and you've ruined it,
2: you've ruined it, you've said, you've said the word oh, <laughs> rugby.
1: okay, right, all bets are up. will have
2: to talk about it now. Oh,
1: fine. Okay, we'll we'll come to it. I know this is what yous are all waiting for anyway. Scotland, France, Six Nations. Um, where do we start? Let's let's start right at the start, Craig. Um, lastminute.com, Harry Patterson gets a phone call uh, to say hey-ho, or probably a tap on the shoulder. I don't know how these things work. Uh, to say hey-ho, glad you've got your kit with you. Um, if you don't, borrow some boots for you someday. Because was uh, missus is away into Labour, and you are going to make your debut at fullback—absolutely brilliant debut from the boy.
2: Yeah, um, I, 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 we messaged. We were talking before the game, and I was messaging, and both uh, Rory and I couldn't. Um, I might. I'm sorry to speak for you, Rory, but um, I don't think we could hide our uh, our pleasure um, in the fact that he was getting a start. Um, you know, no matter. It's almost you know. No matter what anyone says, this is a young man who has uh, played what seven pro- professional games,
0: I think eight, eight at that point,
2: eight at that point, point. Um, and he he came on. He, he has impressed uh, uh, to the point of his his lack of um, his he's, his lack of self um, uh, what's the word uh, self care uh, is almost George Turner-esque. Um and uh, he has had a few issues. Um, had a couple of big bangs to the head playing for Edinburgh, etc. But um, no, I was really, really pleased for him. Really, really pleased for him because uh, you know he's he's done a fantastic job at Edinburgh, even for the small amount of time. And he was filling big shoes. You know, you you filling shoes of um Blair Kinghorn when he's in, in Edinburgh. He's filling shoes of Blair Kinghorn and also um uh, uh, Emiliano Buffelli, Um. You know someone someone uh, there's a lot of pressure on the boy's shoulders, but he did a very, very good
1: job. I, I think that's absolutely spot on, Rory. Uh, your take on Parson, young man coming into the squad. You know that th- this is this is a massive tick in the box of the Townsend approach of let's bring young players into camp and get them experience because then they can go out and perform like that in their debut. Surely.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't think he was planning to actually give him match time. I think he was just in the camp for experience, but um, I think Townsend said afterwards that he'd been he'd been training as the opposition fifteen. So he's obviously he'd been filling in as Thomas Ramos. So I guess if you if you're good enough to pretend to be Thomas Ramos, you're <laughs> well probably good enough to play against him. Um, yeah, I mean, as Craig said, he's not he's not played that much for for Edinburgh. Um, he's looked pretty. He's looked confident. He's looked apart when he has, um, which we don't all. F- Often see from the younger boys coming through to the program in Scotland, um, so that that was that was refreshing. And yeah, kind of circumstances giving him giving him a chance, but he's taken it. So now, when you know when there's an injury to a back three player or a full back, people are going to be talking. Well, you know, <laughs> Harry, Harry Patterson can fill in and do a job. We can, you know, we're not going to be thinking, oh, we're suddenly from talking about our depth being a bit thin in the back three, we're actually. You know we're we're not we're not feeling too bad about things, especially you know once we get Darcy and Blair Kinghorn back. Obviously, um, Kyle Rowe as well is, has done okay. Um, I would have liked to see him just pin his ears back and go for the corner of that and try score that try. Yeah. that the, the the crowd wanted him to do. Um, that would have been, well, it would have taken all sorts of things off off everyone's plate. Um, <laughs> if he'd done that, uh, and he yeah again he had he had a decent game on the wing, um. It was actually probably Doohan's quietest game, and yet still pretty much, you know, dominated France. From yeah, of
1: it. well that well that's the thing. We'll, we'll just we'll continue in the backs, uh just there and thinking about the you know as you say the depth that's starting to be created. You know between a couple injuries we've got a couple longer term injuries, but you know as you said, Kyle Rowe done a job. Or at full-back, certainly didn't look out of place. Parson, again, very, very much manner-born. But, Craig, England, Blair Kinghorn, if he's fit, comes straight back in, yeah?
2: Um, yes. Um, I think uh, we're in a situation now where um, I wasn't here last week, so I couldn't really dis- discuss Kyle Rowe. Um, but he... Was he, he was good, but he was obviously playing in a position that he hasn't been training for, yep. um, uh, against Wales. Um, and then obviously Harry Patterson's been given the opportunity and he looked at self assured, however, got caught out once. And unfortunately, the one he got caught out on, um, uh, ended in a try. So, uh, and I think that's where Blair Kinghorn is slightly different, he's, he's now a, a seasoned. Um, Scotland player and international player he's now um no matter what anyone says he's now playing for the for um with the world's best um uh, professional club um and he's playing regularly for them so i think Thank it's you know. uh, yeah absolutely so i think he brings a certain gravitas um to the to the Scotland squad and i think it's uh, so Jan, there's a really 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 long answer to yeah he will be starting well to be as fair long as
0: I... he gets through the weekend as
1: well, long as he gets it, yeah. through this weekend,
0: yeah, and that's the few. joy of playing in France, isn't it? There's a few, few we got we have to worry about. I mean the the English clubs are not uh are not uh releasing their players either, apparently, this weekend. But they, they are uh, so they're they're expect or they're not, not, not releasing, but they're they're um they're allowing the England squad players to stay in camp. But the Scotland yeah. squad players have to go back to their clubs.
1: Could we do, a, what was it? It was Wales always used to pay a 50 grand fine, wasn't it, for George North to be released out of window? Could we, or George North, and uh, was a, a, there was a couple of them used to get released. Uh, could we not do that again and see, see if we could get, just even just... Come spend, on now.
2: Dodson, Dodson, wouldn't even be, come on. Would, like there's <laughs> no chance. that we're,
1: we're too busy saving up for a, a lawsuit against World Rugby after the weekend. I so know, I suppose... Look, uh, or could
0: we just say to the Premier, Premiership?
1: Well, kids in the players. premiership, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's it. that's that's great. We've we've yeah, we've done world rugby before, so I suppose the premiership's next. Uh, on your point about Parson, yeah, he did get caught out briefly in defense, but you know, there's no defender, a forward pass, really. So, um, you know, good finish for the boy. Oh, we're there forward, already, come forward on. passing a bit. Oh, oh, there's a there's a, a big list of grievances here that uh, uh, we will come to in due course. Uh, Craig, you mentioned George Turner uh, as a person with a disregard for one's safety. How good would the odds have been on him being the first player to be pinged by the smart mouth guard and taken off for an HIA? Um, I, I, I would, I would not have even remotely been close to betting you on that one because that was a guarantee.
2: No, that was was it. One hundred and one. That was, uh, you know, you, you have to give the. Uh, the the, um,
1: the the bookie's money to, the, to, to give to, the bookie's to, 100 right.
2: quid to get a tenner um <laughs> you know um, i think uh, uh no, obviously uh, there were the the mouth guards are are currently um uh they're not something that you they're not um con- um, compulsory mandatory. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or mandatory so uh, but I can imagine everyone just turned and looked at George and said you're having one whether you like <laughs> that <more?"> <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, he's like oh, okay fair enough mm, um, fine, but mm. yeah yeah and, and, and to be honest I think it's one of the one of the things that we will move forward with that will actually be a very very good um you know uh, world drug be actually doing something or or whether it's the six nations themselves that are actually doing something very very good towards the players um so you know it's one of the
0: What i want to know is can the magical mouth guard detect where george turners head is in, re- in relation to say a try line or a blade of grass something like that <laughs>
1: <laughs> well I'm sure we'll come on to that. Um, just have to laugh, though. So J- Turner, when he was going off, he looked bemused. He looked like, what's going on? So the sensor in the mouth guard de- t- impacts detected above 70G or- and 4,000 radians per second squared. I don't know what that means, but 70G, I know what that means. That is F1 levels of impact. Are you
0: Facebook doing that? Yeah. That is, a,
1: that is a huge impact um and he, he, looked abused. he was like what I okay it's,
0: well i think uh, the, crazy. the the guys on the bbc were trying to work out if they could see which contact it was that yeah. had caused it and they reckoned it was probably about five minutes before yeah so it obviously takes a wee while um so he'd forgotten about it by then <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> probably
1: 10 other tackles at high impact at that point yeah. um okay okay so the game will come properly to actually analyze the game. I'm just doing individual players at the moment. The other other person I want to speak about, Rory, Um, we spoke earlier on about Harry Patterson's, uh, you know, eight games of professional rugby. Surprisingly, I saw the stat prior to the game. This guy hasn't got many more than that in terms of his Scotland career. Uh, Rory Darge, co-captain at the weekend, um, started very brightly uh, straight in with a turnover, I, I believe. Um, how how did darge um let's say for let's go for 79 minutes and 59 seconds uh, of the game how how did darge handle being captain of scotland
0: i mean i don't even think you could hold the last the last 30 seconds against him. um he he was uh, he was i wasn't going to hold it
1: against him i'm going to take it separately take I like deal it with it separately
0: um yeah i mean i think he he was yeah he was brilliant um uh, you can see you could see instantly the difference that he was making on in terms of the pitch, in terms of the leadership and the captaincy stuff, it was you know it wasn't that much different. Finn was still speaking to the speaking to Nick Berry plenty, um, but yeah, in terms of just the way you could see the way that he was kind of getting the getting the players kind of involved, geeing them up. Um, obviously, the fact that he's literally everywhere on the park at the same time, um, just yeah, he just seemed, he seemed to be everywhere. You could see him. You can always watch. He's great to watch. Because you can always watch him hovering about like you used to see Mish doing it, um, where they're just kind of biding their time from breakdown to breakdown. And then you can just before he goes, you can go, right, he's going into this one and and he goes in and wins a a, a turnover. Um, But yeah, he was he was brilliant, carried the ball well, um, tackled. um, Yeah, can't can't really complain. And I think, to be honest, you can see why he's given the the captain T-shirt, because if he's playing like that, he's, you know, he's in the top three names on the team sheet.
1: Yeah, I think that's absolutely fair. So let's let's kick the game off, Craig. It all started so so well. Scotland, you know, in the the early the early comings and goings. Certainly, the first twenty minutes, I thought Scotland looked very comfortable, looked assured against a decent, you know, France. France looked dangerous, but Scotland seemed to have the the defensive capability to to shut them out.
2: Yeah, that for for me that that period of time was Scotland not in their own heads, um, just playing the playing their game. Um the the their defensive sets are, are are looking stronger and stronger, really, really happy with defence. Um the only time France were really looking and the only time in the game that France looked like they were they were dangerous with just off little things that people decided to do right I'm going to do this myself uh, as a team they didn't look like they were coming together and I think when you know we could pretty much defend on most of that um so yeah I think I, I think but unfortunately I think that good start then gave Scotland a little bit of a false sense of security um and we we started to instead of continually you know we'll talk about further down the line but instead instead the bravado came in and then we decided right we're going to play everything um rather than start taking points um and so that's where if we're going to label uh label scotland weak weak weak-minded i think that's they they rule their their emotions rule themselves a little bit more than other teams um and when they start thinking that they've that "Ah, we've got this boys come on that's when things start to go a little
1: wrong. Well, Scotland's first score, of course, Rory, just just shy of 10 minutes, uh, a, a wonderful team try. Yep. Um, lots, lots of backs involved and Ben White get dotted down. Um, I mean, I, the, every back involved in that justified why, why they're in there. And it was slippy conditions as well. The ball yep. it looked quite wet and the, the, the skill level involved was extremely high
0: yeah it was great i mean it was probably the most um the most french try of any of the tries scored (laughs) in in that match um you know france would have been proud of that one too and that that just goes to show what what we can do if we strike at the at the right time i think the you know other chunks of the game were different approaches to not striking until you're until you pick your moment um i guess we're used to we're used to seeing previous versions of Times in Scotland who maybe strike too much or try too much, try too hard. Or we've got the, you know, going back before that, we've got the side to side and getting nowhere. So I guess we'd probably rather scoring tries like that than than the bad old days. Um, but I think there's still maybe certainly for the, the crowd, for the people that were there to be entertained, there's a there's a slight balance to be found of um maybe playing a wee bit more rugby. I mean, they, don't get me wrong. They were they were very, um, for lack of a better word, kind of professional in their approach, which is not you know we're not really used to seeing that for Scotland, Scotland. Scotland. As 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 Craig said, they were kind of they were kind of um, they weren't in their own heads, but they were relaxed yeah. in what they were trying to do, and they were executing it well. And that's presumably where End has been trying to get them to all these years is he's got a plan that he thinks works, and if they execute it, it does seem to work. Um, but I think. Yeah, there, there were. I mean, there were. You know, you could look. You could look back across that game. There were mistakes that both sides made that almost led to led to tries. France had a couple of chances as well. They weren't as dire as they kind of are in our heads after the result. But um, I think just I think that that period before half time is probably the is probably actually the crucial one for the result, as opposed to you know the periods at the final whistle.
1: That that's beautifully segued in there again, Rory. That's what I was just You're gonna s- say to Craig. Um, just before half time, France, a man down, Antonio goes to the bin. Um, Scotland picked the scrum, um, which at the time I, I was I'll be honest, I was screaming for the scrum as well. Cause you know, you've got um, you've got your you know massive tight head for France in the bin, get a man on, create the overlap. Um w- in hindsight, they didn't get the points, but was it is that the right call? Would you say make that call again, Craig? And what was going on at that scrum where we got penalised?
2: <laughs> well, um, this is this is where and um you know me on this podcast um, and everyone who knows me within coaching and playing rugby, I am a huge um uh. There's What's a word like here. Scruminals. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I'm a But I'm a huge. I'm a huge. I, I push. Play the whistle. Yeah. The referee is the same for both sides. Just play the whistle. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to bring the referee into this, and we are going to be discussing the referee a yeah. significant amount. I'm sure. I'm there. Ne- I've never advocate is the word I was looking for. I'm an advocate of play the whistle. The issue we have here is twofold. First things first, and whether I'll, I'm, I'm sure I'll have an argument online with this uh, regularly with a few people, but Antonio shouldn't have been shouldn't been off for a yellow. Antonio should have been off for a red. His arm was tucked, and he put his shoulder now. It was a reckless challenge, an absolutely reckless challenge. And it's okay. They brought it down to a yellow because it's, it's got into Fagerson's shoulder First, I think, and then through to the head, but that was a reckless challenge. His arm was tucked. That's. He wasn't even trying to tackle him. He was trying to hurt him. That's the first thing. Second thing. Scotland had dominance of the scrum. They were painting the picture on a regular basis of full dominance to that. And what basically the 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 French loose heads both were were were. Um, tucking in and pushing in on Xander ferguson now the big issue you have with Xander Ferguson, and every so often he goes he's like a computer system and he seems to be you know he hits you hit um control exit delete and he set, he, he uh he goes back to what he what he's originally p- programmed with and his legs go a fairly far back yeah. and any sort of twisting on him at times when he's under pressure or he gets hyped up he goes to ground and unfortunately, what Nick Berry had picked up was the, the scrum going down. I personally, looking at that scrum, it, as we have been working with for uh, all throughout that first half, we had scrum dominance. And usually, with with, with referees, they go with the dominant scrum. They are all, if you're overpowering a, 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 a the the um the opposition scrum, ninety nine point nine percent of the time the decision will go to the to the attacking, the scrum or the scrum that's dominating. Um, so, again, whether Nick Berry just decided, ah, oh, screw it, the, you know, these, no, Nick Berry's a professional referee. Um, that may be called into question later on. But in his mind, the picture has been painted that, 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 that Xander brought the ground. Well, to me, it looked like Xander brought the, the scrum to the ground. But really, it was the it was the the loose head put uh, the loose head putting pressure and and boring in on Xander.
1: which is is I mean for the non scrummagers amongst us, Rory is the reason why scrums are lotteries and you should always avoid them and take three when it's on on the table, surely.
0: Yes, I mean they they hadn't um, they hadn't paid attention to the the the. the, the Probably the first law of Scottish scrummaging, which is that you never take two in a row, because it just it does it doesn't happen. Uh, Craig's Craig's exactly right with the dominance that we had. Yeah, it probably was the right call. You're you're sitting there thinking, yeah, we got this. It, things are going our way. Yeah, in in the sort of out of context, it was the right call. In context, with the whole of Scottish history behind it. It was absolutely foolish to take two scrubs in a row because the re- you're just the referee's going to give give it against you eventually, um, and I wanted to see the dragon move again because I don't Aww. think they did it. I don't think they did it right. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't I don't know what it was, but it didn't look like they did it right. And I wanted to see it again. The tap and go. Um, I get the I get that the scrum in front of the posts ties in a lot of defenders, and you would then have have loads of space to to pull off some fancy fancy strike move. But that's only good and well if you actually get the ball back, which they didn't. And I think that that was kind of, uh, especially as they had a man man advantage, they kind of failed to press it home then. And then they they should have come back out and immediately looked to put the foot back on the throat in the second half. But for some reason, they they didn't quite. And yeah, it all went a bit sort of wibbly wobbly from there. We'll
1: call we'll call this episode Baldwin's Law of Scrimmaging, uh, and uh, you right. know uh, that's uh, that's your uh, your kind of you can write a series of laws for us, Rory, based on you know we've done the the rules of being a Scottish rugby fan, but we could do you know some some of the key, the key Scottish rugby rules such as uh, never take two scrums in a row.
0: Yeah, I mean it might simplify game management for them. Yeah, well, but
2: S- send it to them. Again, it comes to the fact that my twitter handle is scrum champion my instagram ha- handle is scrum champion and you're deferring to Rory to scrup- about Scrummage information it's not, it's
0: not yeah. about the it's not about the practicalities and the Yeah that's that's it's not, right. not about it's about history scrimmage. and fate and destiny I am this and,
2: throwing, <laughs> I'm this throwing my toys out the pram here <laughs> once you've once you've seen things like Rory, once
1: you've got those eyes like Rory with the kind of the veteran eyes that you know that that the trauma that sits behind that that uh, face there of uh, Scottish rugby war, then, then you know I know I know you've been there, Craig, but Rory's been well, writing about it for have, a long time.
2: I have to be honest with you. When I listen to Rory on the, on this podcast, he could put his arm around me and tell me that uh, that that uh, Pierre Schumann. Is rubbish, and I'll never, and he should never play for Scotland again. And I would just accept it because he's just, <laughs> that, that creamy, that creamy voice just hits me right in the feels. It's just Aww. this, uh, it's
0: just this microphone set. I sometimes wonder if it's just like, like that the whole time because I can't really hear what it sounds like. Um Yeah, I'm, I'm basically Rutger Hauer in Blade Runner, but
2: with like bad refereeing decisions. He has seen things. He has seen things. He has well, seen the.
1: <laughs> we'll, we'll say we'll say, Rory. I, I, early in, early in the podcast, one of my friends uh, jokingly suggested my voice was like audible chocolate. Oh, that's uh, like so him. it was. Yeah, I think he was joking. To be fair, but I will, I will give you the actual compliment of that, Rory. You can be I our. Can just, I could
2: just hear him sit there, good. I have seen RG Snaman on fire (laughs) in the outer rings of Ireland.
0: (laughs) Something about the Tannhauser game.
2: (laughs) (laughs)
1: Oh, well... (laughs) Well, Okay,
0: I now have to go and look that speech up and then rewrite it.
1: You do, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely, next time out. Uh, Coming back to... So, Antonio's in the bin. Scotland, a man up. Failed to press any advantage home, Craig. Um, Of course... The, the famous situation in the second half, France and Finn Russell in particular playing a little bit of ping-pong in the kicking game. As C- Townsend after the game has said that kicking without running after the ball should be banned. Um, it resulted in a fairly farcical situation where Finn is perfectly entitled to stand still for as long as he wants until a French runner clears their players. Um, what was your take on that? I know I'm like... I've given you. I've just taken you away from scrums, and I'm now putting you into backfield kicking battles. But I I know you're versatile, Craig. I
0: know you're versatile. It's still still law chat.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. What 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 was what what was going on there, and how did did you think it was? Did you find it frustrating, or were you just laughing along?
2: I was just giggling along because I know exactly what was going on, and 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 there's a lot of well, no, you listen to me and smoke up Mars. I didn't mean. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Am I allowed to say that on the, on the non-picture bit? Yeah. Okay, um, no need to time, time, uh, time check that one. Yeah, that's it. <laughs>
1: that's a, yeah, for, for,
2: yeah. Basically, France were trying to push us into We naturally go and play. France were trying. In the second half, we were in the lead. We under in, in control. France decided, right, we're going to start hoofing the ball at you and asking you to play against them. What they were wanting us to do is take the ball, run at them, and turn the ball over, get a penalty, put it, put it down into the corner and then try and, sc- and uh, maul us over into the try line, or try and play in our 22. Finn recognised that and just thought, well, if you're going to kick the ball to me, I'm just going to hang on to it and stand here and then kick it right back to you. And we were we were playing a game that was, in my mind, what he was trying to do and what Townsend was trying to do or whether it was Finn himself that had just decided he was not playing France at their game. And what we've always said, and I've always said on the pod, is that we keep going into games like South Africa? We're going to play South Africa and try and match them. We're going to do the same with France, etc. We're going to try and no, no, no. Don't take, don't take the rubbish. If they're going to start kicking the ball to you, trying to make mistakes and make you play, kick it right back to them. Because you know we, we had the dominance at that time. Um, don't get me wrong; it got a bit, and, and I absolutely agree. It's a it's a law that needs to be changed. Um, all you've got is us fat boys standing in the middle of the pitch, going, "Ah, crack on, boys! You know, I'll stand here for, a wee while and, <laughs> and, for me, well, and and we take deep. a breather. Absolutely, yeah, um, anyway. yeah, absolutely. So, I really don't have a major. Uh, I, I don't have a major issue with it. Um, what the issue I have is the fact that it needs to be knocked. The, the law needs to be changed completely, um, so that so that people have so that players have to retreat. Um, and you'll get rid of it a little bit, but um, no, Scotland were just playing France at the game.
0: Fair enough. Plus, you look, you look at the guys on the other side. It's Ramos and Peno. Like you know that if you keep kicking to them, eventually they're going to do something crazy, and yeah. it might yeah. work, and it might not. Um, I mean, you watch the game back, and there are a few times they kicked it to Peno, and he sort of knocked it on or fluffed it, fluffed yeah. it. It, it, it. So from that point of view, it did kind of work.
1: Yeah, yeah I, th- I think we'll bring up this comment just now. We'll just get your take on it, Billy on YouTube has said, "What's the style this year? We seem to be continually trying new stuff rather than mastering one. From the fastest to the sturdiest, and now the kickiest. I don't know if that's a word, but I love it. Um, what exactly is Townsend trying to do? I'm going to absolutely plead the, you know, I'm I I will." completely step away from this because I have made my views clear on what Townsend is trying to do uh, in the past. Guys, what's your view? Uh, what What is the game plan this year, uh, Craig?
2: Um, I think I'm actually finding the game plan is far more... Um, for me, it, the game plan for me is far more controlled. We're actually playing it more. But instead of the 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 wide to wide um we've got we've got some go forward and then and then we're trying to bring you know we're almost putting them in a false sense of security if you know what i mean um i actually think we're the we're the most settled performing team at this moment in time we're able to adapt we're able to but we seem to be in control and we'll second half uh you know Maybe not the right thing, but you know, as far as I'm concerned, we do seem to be in control. Whether we get beat or not, we do seem to be a little bit more in control of what we're actually doing, um, which is which is a pleasing thing for me. Um, but I really do think we, we we seem to have an identity finally. You know.
1: Well, speaking of being in control, uh, Ramos obviously uh, kicks uh, kicks the conversion from the uh, Louis Billy Barrier. Uh, I think that's how it said. Um, try, um, which was, again, as I said earlier on, the passing the run-up to it was forward, but uh, nobody looked at it. Typical of what was to come. Uh, so Ramos makes it a tw- 2016 game to France. Scotland in that position, Rory, where we have to come back. Um, it's all blood and thunder. We thought we had lost it. France done some France stuff, which that word might be different in about 20... 10 15 minutes time when I review this on the Patreon, but France done France things. Finn got in the way. Scotland have got the ball. One final chance. Uh, we were in control. And then the ball went over the line. Um, we all, oh, yeah. We, yeah. Right, thanks and good night, guys. Uh, that's been an up. Yeah. We, we all know what comes next, but um, let's not go too much into it. The frustration for me, Rory in this space right we know that Barry has copped out of a decision really by going i've definitely seen it held up you didn't see anything mate you were nowhere near it but the frustration is the way the decision making process and how it got essentially overturned by the tmo just from i'm going yeah i've definitely yeah it's been grounded but uh, let me give you one more angle well and it was like they were frantically looking for an angle well what what was your take from all of it and
0: it's weird because it's not it's not it's not a great look i mean barry probably did see it grinded, he, he would have seen it um sorry he would have seen it held up on the on, on the foot, the foot yeah. where it started and he's not for some reason then not seen it carry on and go down whether it was his view was obscured or or something i don't know um so yeah, he's gone to the the TMO for for more confirmation. But the two of them have walked through it on the big screen, watching, going, "Okay, yeah." So I can see that after it comes off the foot, it goes onto the ground. That's pretty much on the ground. And at that point, everyone was like, "All right, nice one. We've scored a try after all that." Well, that's that was kind of what what we felt we deserved. Um, and then yeah, they, they seem to have they seem to have walked it back because it wasn't conclusive. Um, and this is actually something that uh, they were talking about on the, uh, on the BBC pod earlier um, that actually referees are told to look for compelling evidence rather than conclusive evidence. Yeah. Um, and there was certainly compelling evidence that it was grounded, but that was obviously not enough for, for the two on the day. Um, yeah. It, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what you say. You can't say, oh, there was a phone call came in from Dublin and told Brian McNeese <laughs> to change his decision because that obviously didn't happen. Um, you know, they're not corrupt. They're not cheats. They're just, but something's gone wrong in the process. And unfortunately, there's not really a mechanism for them to award the outcome that everyone knows is pretty much the is the correct, apart from, you know, a, a couple of um, French players and the French coach who, I mean, I don't know how would managed to see it because he was probably yeah. getting treatment in the... Uh, in the medical room at the time and yeah it was just it kind of it left a bit of a, a bit of a sour taste in the mouth because I mean there were obviously lots of comparisons to Craig Joubert in the um in the world cup but I mean that decision kind of, <coughs> that decision screwed Scotland out of a chance it didn't necessarily you know yeah. um it stopped it, it gave the penalty to to Australia which they were kicked to win the game but it wasn't sort of like it was a cut wasn't a cut and dry complete swing either way yep, you know yep. they might have um M- messed something pin, like yeah. could have happened but this was a this was the try that would the, the, that was enough points to decide the game it was either if it was a try games decided for scotland if it's not a try games decided for france and um i mean to be honest i think it's razzi's fault because he's i think he's with his with his nonsense on the lions tour and his jacko Jack johan videos and stuff that's put think that's put a slight doubt at the back of nick Berry's head about making a huge decision like that because he's thinking of, you know um i'm trying to think of the stereotypical french version of Yako Yako Johan or whatever but he's like oh no they're they'll they'll make a video about me and and, so you know it's possible that that goes through through the guy's mind yep and so he says right i need the tmo to, to help me with but then again you know if he'd actually trusted his instincts he wouldn't have awarded the try anyway so
1: well that's the thing the tmo was there to you know the reason we have television match officials in rugby is to aid on field decisions we know nothing's 100% craig but if we're not awarding that try what are we doing like um yeah but
2: we've we're getting exactly what we asked for and this is the problem I've got two hot takes for you, John. Okay, go
1: for it. I love yes. this. cake. go yes. for it. I'm not
2: usually a hot take person. I'm usually oh, pretty easy going here. Yes. But there's two things here. First of all, I'm an Edinburgh fan, and I'm a Scotland fan. And one thing that we do all the time, whether it's Edinburgh or whether it's Scotland, is we run this battering on a on someone's door on a regular basis. And every single time we, we try to batter a door down, we end up getting turned over, oh. or we end up scoring a try that doesn't get given. Right? Second law. Like, no. Okay? It's an absolute joke. At, at junior level, under, you know, at, at, all the way through from S1 upwards, when, when big, you know, contact is allowed, etc., you hit it up three, three phases, and you move out of the box because you've sucked everybody in. We had three backs screaming for the ball, defended by one Frenchman. Okay? So on my side of things, that's the first ridiculous... We've got a 10 with the biggest bag of tricks in his back pocket that, that he in is... In the world. world. In the world. He's world-renowned. <laughs> yeah. he doesn't He doesn't look outside him, or if he does... What is he thinking? Because he could have easily taken that, but stepped back a bit, taken that ball, kicked it over, and sent it to sent it over to um, Kyle Rowe, and he's in the corner. Whether it's a kick pass or a pass, right? That's the first. and Finn isn't scared of a kick pass, as we have all seen many, <laughs> many times. And right?
0: also, let's not forget, Craig. That's the second week in a row that's happened. They've gone, yes, they've gone the wrong way, pick it up the jumper when they should have flung it wide and made Absolutely.
2: it. Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely Rory and, and Edinburgh do it on a regular basis, right? So it's the most frustrating style of rugby at times. Yep. Although I've just said that, you know, we're settled and we're looking we're looking like vaccine know what we're that doing. That seems
1: for. like a new development, actually. Like and I, I know you've seen Edinburgh do that, and I think Scotland of past have done that a lot. Yeah. I feel I've I feel your frustration, Craig, because I think white line fever, where we're we're doing this stupidity up through the forwards. I think that's creeping more into our game again, and I don't know if it's a coaching thing or what's happening, but it just seems like it's coming back in to Scotland's play and and Edinburgh and I, you know, Glasgow are not immune from it either.
2: Yeah, and then, so, well, I firmly, I firmly blame Exeter Chiefs. but that's a different I, story.
1: That, I love that. Go I quite that. like
2: Exeter Chiefs. Anyway, second thing, coaches and fans have all shouted down the uh, World Rugby and referees for try yes or no. We are giving the TMO and the referees too much power. We need to sort this out. So now the question is now on field it's a try. I'm sorry, we're, we're giving the TMO too much power. The referees need to make the decision on yep. on, on yep. the on the pitch. Um, so it's going from try yes or no to now on field try or on field no try. Okay, where Nick Berry was now, yes, fair enough. Uh, I'll talk in a second about it, so because so, I'm on a rant now, John. That's okay. Um, you, man, where Nick Berry was at the time, the ball's held up. It's clearly held up. It looks you could see it being held up. Yep. And um, until we are, and you know, but what usually happens is, I think that's held up. Hold on, guys. Whistle goes. Have a wee look as the guys start getting up. It's clearly on the ground. The ball's clearly on the ground. I say it's a try. Prove me wrong. Okay? So that's the first thing. So on my side of things, I don't blame Nick Berry for the initial decision because where he was positioned, the ball looked like it was held up. Okay? We're now at a situation where we're now saying, right, you must prove conclusively, or the other word that you use, Rory, (laughs) um, that that ball has been put on the ground. Unfortunately, with that replay that everyone is playing, there is no ability to see ball and grass. Okay, so you can't say it's 100% a try. So unfortunately, we have moaned it's this butterfly effect. Referees are giving this, try or no try, no, no, we are giving the TMOs far too much power. Coaches, oh, we're giving the, the the TMOs far too much power. Yeah. We get a, a law change, boom. Now, now, Scotland, oh, we've, you know, that the referees should, you know, it's this is a terrible decision. They went through the letter of the law, and the letter of the law gave us, no matter how stupid a decision it was, they have given us that decision because they followed the Pro
1: was it, was it exclusively Scotland calling for the try yes or no to be ended, Craig? Or? Oh, no, 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 <laughs> I'm, I, no, no,
2: that, that I'm not saying that. I'm saying that as a group, we have asked for that, but also... As, as,
1: up, as a sport. Um,
2: yeah, yeah, as a sport. I'm talking about as a sport. I'm not blaming Scotland solely for this. But no. we are, coaches, because now we've got Townsend coming out saying we need to change a law on this, we need to change this, we need to change that. Well, yeah, but a lot of these laws were in before and now we want to change it we changed them and then we want to go back
1: to it it's when you look at these laws it's always the secondary impact to the change rory isn't it because professional sports people are clever people yeah, find a yeah
0: things like the thing with the, the thing with the kicking you know you figure out a way to use it to your advantage and then eventually that gets taken to extremes and everyone looks a bit silly
2: Yep. Don't get me wrong. I still think it's a tribe, but that's a different story.
1: Yeah. That well, that, this is the thing. Like, I don't think I don't think anyone's. You're, you're absolutely right in terms of the the actual law. Um, it purely comes down to whether there's a degree of interpretation used in it, and you're absolutely right with the way the the law is set up just now. It probably shouldn't be that interpretation. So you know, we've ended up with a result which by all accounts, is the wrong result. Uh, let's finish off our free episode. Just, we'll talk briefly. Scottish Rugby Union obviously asked World Rugby for clarification, Rory. Um, there was no indication that we were trying to sue anyone. Um, not, yet. Not, not yet. Anyway, but uh, it's come out uh, earlier today. World Rugby are not going to justify no. that ask and they're not going not gonna to say anything. So, Boys, boys will be boys. Uh, everyone, everyone gets the bonus, and everyone goes home happy, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, like world rugby are never going to come out and throw their officials under the bus because then they wouldn't have any officials. Um,
1: they, they did with Joubert, though. They did say that a mistake was made.
0: Well, yeah, okay, fair enough. There's precedent, but that was a long time ago. It's, it's, cha- it's changed, changed a bit since then. I guess there's more focus on the officials and obviously on their their mental health and. Um stuff like that you know so i i don't think they were ever really expecting um any any response in in kind of in any reasonable sense but i guess they had to be seen to be doing something and there's presumably nobody to sue so the next best thing is to sort of write a strongly worded letter so that's <laughs> what they that's what they've done um i guess you know from our point of view it it kind of helps helps the team it helps the fans to stay a bit angry because now that England are on for the Grand Slam and going to win the championships, according to England, um <laughs> Scotland need Scotland need a little bit it would be lovely to see a little bit of a little bit of fire coming from them. Cause this um I've taken to calling it the unjustice just because I get loads of people correcting me saying unjustice is not a word. So that's <laughs> what I'm gonna call it. Um and talking about that. And you know, it would be it would be a shame if we let this kind of derail the, the tournament. So Scotland just need to get back on the horse, keep playing the keep playing the clever, I guess, percentage rugby they they can, and just um and pick pick England apart if they can, and get get back into it. And there's also somebody on Twitter offered to run a parallel uh, league table for the tournament going forward, as if we had one. <laughs> and then we'll see how we'll see how we we'll see how we finish up at the, yeah, end, of the yeah. end of the Six Nations.
2: I think that's... I think anyone that's going anywhere near Worlds Rugby just, just give them a good hard stare and make them think about what they've done. That's all yeah, absolutely.
0: should we just go over to Dublin and just stand across the street and stare at the office?
1: Absolutely. No, because that no, the Irish rugby will ask you to move because you'll be standing in their corridor. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Next to the Lions. Yeah, on the on U- the URC. Uh,
2: can, can I uh, <laughs> before before we finish um, to the to the, the general public? Can I answer one of the questions that was asked in the? uh,
1: uh I, I don't know if
2: you're going to finish up or not.
1: Uh, but, uh, I, I, well, I, I mean, I've got it at some point, but
2: uh, <laughs> is, just, this the,
1: just... is this the question here? Uh, from that's the one you were meaning, Craig. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. So acid cash over on Twitch. Yes, we are on Twitch. it uh, Has asked. Can I ask a question for later please? From my viewpoint, watching the telly it seemed there were a lot of French fans. For those of us that can't afford to go to every game but would like to go to one home Six Nations game a year it's frustrating that so many away fans make it to Murrayfield when many home fans can't. I paid for a supporters club membership but by the time I made it through to pre-sale queue it was more or less down to single tickets. Craig, you've got an answer to this.
2: Yes. Um, Don't give the SRU your money correct give your local rugby club your money i have traveled to um italy to wales to um france and to murrayfield on a regular basis using my using my rugby club all rugby clubs get an allocation of tickets to murrayfield and to and have the option to go to other um uh, other six nation venues um, and they get allocation of tickets if you pay your membership to a local rugby club, you can be a social member, you don't have to be a playing member. Um, a, you're supporting the rugby club in your local town, but also they will they will either send you an email or a letter, depending on how blazerish and old they are, um, and they will give you an, an option of um, filling in a form and saying how many tickets do you do you want to get for a specific game. There, I'm sure it's, well, with our club, our club I think you're, the maximum you're allowed is four, um, but we do it. Um, I've got a group of friends, including um, Johnny McGinty. We go to games at least one Six Nations game a year. If I was left to um, use the supporters' club system or buy the tickets, I would never go to a game because I could never get them. Um, and this has always been the way. I've I've got my um, I've got my tickets, and not only that, but the, a percentage of your ticket money that you pay to the rugby club is kept by the rugby club. Yep. Um, and it gives them a little bit of support
1: too. Absolutely right Craig and a good good place to um, to end uh, Acid Casual if you're wanting to not be a casual anymore and want to go and find your local rugby club obviously just get in touch and we can steer you uh, to the appropriate channels uh, you can find out uh, how to join and that goes for everybody who's listening if you're not sure who your local rugby club is or you want a Go along, give us a shout, and I'm sure we might know somebody who knows somebody who might know a friend of a friend. So uh, we can, we'll do our best to help everyone with that. But for now, we're going to head on over to our um, our Patreon section now. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure, and I hope some of you fans that are joining us today saw the uh, only Fin special that went out for the France game Um that's something we do. That's part of the Patreon um, offering. So, you know, if you liked that and you liked what you see and you want a wee bit more, just head on over to patreon.com Scottish Rugby Podcast and give us some support. But for now, it is goodbye from me and goodbye from Craig and Rory.
2: Bye. Goodbye.